Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday afternoon here. And we have some special guests in the house. We have Jerry and Dee Levine, YouTubers, um, social media influencers, if you will, with a total of eight, I believe, YouTube channels with over 1.5 million subscribers. Just for you guys listening, that is a lot for sure. Um, overall, let's say, so Dee's been doing it since 2013. Her husband was the original OG of their YouTube stuff since 0506, which in the YouTube world is, even for me, a lot. I think ours is maybe like 2008 or nine. We just opened up a channel for the hell of it, so you were definitely in the beginning. Um, on top of the YouTube stuff, we'll dig into that, what they do for a living, how they do it. Um, and then, side note on it, Dee actually suffered from a breast implant-related illness and had her breast plants removed and we're gonna have her kind of share her journey here as well she also shares it on the youtube page but i want to dig into it because there's a lot of you guys who have asked about that heard about that and kind of been around the space as it is so welcome you guys thank you thank for you having us. us so um let's just kick into it uh, right off the bat so before the social media thing d what did you do personally uh before social media i was in the management industry so i did retail management and then i was also um, a supervisor for a private engineering firm so i was always a manager of something um, i have my degree in business management so that's what i did um, and then i decided to do youtube full-time with my husband um, once you know the checks started rolling in <laughs> and right. so and so jerry you've only ever done youtube as a job no I, she did management i was an employee so I've done like 30 different jobs, Taco Bell, Home Depot. So I'm a blue collar guy, yeah. you know? But uh, as an artist, I've always, that's how I got started. Um, I would always do realistic portraits and paintings. So from that, I wanted to promote my artwork in a modern way. So I was like, man, let me put my videos on MySpace, on video, and it was YouTube. So for you guys, like what, you just, did you just wake up one day and you're like, we're just gonna punt our jobs and just go all in on YouTube? Or how does that transition happen? No, it started with me. I worked at the bank. I worked at every job possible. So um, when I was working for like doing YouTube on the side for like four years, five years. For no money. For no money. Yep. My friend told me to check my AdSense. I was like, what is that? What are you talking about? Cause I didn't know they got bought off by Google the whole nine. <laughs> I checked my login and I had hit the lottery. I had $2,000 in my balance. Nice. I went into Rich. my job yeah. and I quit. With the two grand. Right, I, like I was it. only posting once a week. And I was like, wait, I could make 2,000 just for posting once a week? So I quit immediately. And from then I never worked a nine to five ever again. And so what, what year is that? That was 2009, Nine. yeah. Mm -hmm. So before that you did videos for four or five years for no money. Right. But about how many videos are we talking? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Probably forty to fifty videos. I'll do once a week only. Okay, and it wasn't all daily like how it is now. Yeah, and what were you posting back then? Just whatever you wanted. No, the artwork, and then I started doing rants and relationship topics, comedy sketches. Just you talking. Yeah, talking about women, you know, single life. I was living in Miami, so party. You yeah, know, just single guy. South Beach Dream. Yeah, right. I get that. So you guys have eight. YouTube channels, yes? Yes. Right. And so what what does the eight look like or why is it eight that story? So we have we started off so Jerry started off his original channel comedy, but when we met, um, we branched off into the family space because uh, we found out we were pregnant with our first son, I'm Jerry. Not 
<laughs> so we we were doing the family vlogs for about three years three or four years and we just decided to start you know we had the time we were both just doing youtube full-time we had the time to add more channels i was into fitness and fashion so we decided to branch off into different sectors in youtube so that's how the eight different channels came about. So we have a family vlog channel, we have a gaming channel, a food channel, a home remodeling channel, a kids channel, fashion, fitness. Basically everything. Right. Yes. Right. And how often do you guys post to the eight? Do they all get attention every week? Uh, they used to. Right now we're focused mainly on like, I would say five, five channels. Uh, mainly our family vlog channel because people ultimately are invested in just watching us live our life and our day to day. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> to you. Creepy. Hey, yeah. We call them we call our grapevines, okay? Grapevines. Yeah. That's, that's who they are. I call them creeps, but I got a better, better, better way to put it. No, I'm totally kidding. That's cool, though. So when you guys film your family stuff, it's just basically you, you living life, or do you, there's certain things you just film and you do or don't share? Uh, no, it's just us filming our life, and I think that's a big reason why we have been able to sustain such a following for this long, because we share like our ups, our downs. We just share random parts of our day. Sometimes we'll do, you know, we'll hop on challenges or right. um, little pranks. We'll prank each other from time like to time. Like but for the most part, we're, we just film and live our life, and we take them along with us. And so how much of it has changed, uh, let's say like the whole, for you guys since you started, the whole social media landscape and YouTube in general from let's say when you really started doing it like 2009 mm -hmm. till now, in the last 10 years, how much has YouTube changed? Oh, it's Drastically. changed a lot. I mean, it's extremely oversaturated now. Because so, everybody has a brand and everybody wants to do what you're doing, essentially. Right. Well, because, you know, ever since people found out you can make money on right. YouTube, everyone hops on it and, you know, it's become a lot more trendy. Um, so you kind of, and, and it's oversaturated, so you really have to, what would but, you say, like really... How do you break through the noise, I guess? That's the question. Like, So you guys are doing well. What about for you know the Johnson family listening who's like, we want to do YouTube and make money and be balling. Like, how do they do that? Just try to be real and just cross their fingers and hope? No, I mean, there has to be things no, that you guys do specifically. I said right. number one thing is being consistent because you can do something for a short period of time like all day long. You could, mm. Oh, I'm, I, could, I could burn out and do you know all these video pranks or video daily walking around. But when it's really low, will you keep doing it? Yep. You know, so I feel like we've had a foundation of being able to weather the storms mm -hmm. of when something is working, when it's not working. Like people give up on things and you're never going to have success if, if you've given up. You know that with fitness. It's the same know? thing, 100%. Like, oh, I did 100 squats one day and then no, I don't have abs. No, it doesn't. Anything in business or success is going to be consistency. Right. So and not giving up and. You know, folding. I think it's because a lot of people see, you know, the media, they'll sell these stories and of the big, huge YouTubers yeah. with multi-millions. Ryan's toys. Right, Ryan's, Ryan's toys, yeah. dude. Right. And they think, oh, I could do that. That's all they're doing. That's all. And then they try it, and it's not as easy as they think. Right. So. It's a lot of work behind the scenes. Editing it's a lot of work. And having to learn how to, you know, tag and title and all the algorithm stuff. You have to jump those hurdles. Mm-hmm. We always tell these guys too, like, and the same thing for business, like if it's not sustainable, it's not attainable. So how they eat, right. how they train, but like, again, I could pump out 30 YouTube videos in a day and they could all be awesome, but like, what am I gonna do on day 36? Right. When I'm just smoked and I'm like, this right. is way too yeah. much. 
So for you guys, like, do you have like a set schedule? Like each week, or kind of an outline of what you do, or how does that look? Yeah, I would say that sure. I, every Sunday we kind of group together and write down and plan out our week of what we would like it to look like, and we just we go from there. And things happen, you know, obviously, and we usually just roll with the punches. I mean, we're at a place where we can do that now, but it wasn't always like that. But I would say definitely for, if someone wanted to start a YouTube channel right now, you definitely have to be super consistent and definitely plan out your week and be strategic Let with me what you post. The, the biggest thing a lot of people don't understand when they try to just jump into anything, Instagram or anything social media, you have to kind of already have like an entrepreneurial uh, mindset. You can't come into it thinking it's going to be secure and stable and a consistent check like a nine to five. And I think that weaves out a lot of people because mm-hmm. they go into it thinking it's, it's just, you know, happy go lucky. But no, having an entrepreneurial mindset and working hard and and being self-driven to motivate yourself to have a schedule to be able to post and keep yourself accountable. That takes a lot of like focus and determination. Nobody's standing over you telling you, oh, post that YouTube video. It's just you guys. Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have that already in you. So like you guys, when does it start to change from where well, you quit your jobs and you're making probably decent money, but probably not what you do today? Mm-hmm. Like when does that shift and change just slowly over time? Or is like two or three things happen where you're like, okay, shit, this is what's really working. Let's go, you know, heavier here or not heavier here. Um, or when you quit your jobs, you're like, just fuck it. This is it. We're just going to go all in and just like hope for the best. So that's more his his way. For me, I could have quit my job back in 2011, but I waited two years because I wanted to make sure. I came from more of like a nine to five corporate world. Where it feels secure, as, right? even though in reality- It's really not. It's not. Yeah. Exactly, but I had that mindset because I was so conditioned and brainwashed. I grew up in a Asian household. They're very traditional. Yeah. So I wanted to, and we weren't married at the time. So I was like, oh, heck no, I'm not gonna, you know, quit my job and help your thing. I saw it as his thing, not, not our thing. Yeah. So I really wanted to just really make sure. And it just honestly came to the point where we were making so much money that it just did not make sense for me to be away from our kids and not help grow it even more right that's crazy so anytime like in between there where it's like i'm sure there's, there's ups and downs for sure and things that mm-hmm. change there ever a time where you're like shit this isn't gonna work or this is way rougher now than it used to be is it ever gonna come back to once or what was you know like when like for us like when we've lived through all the shifts like when facebook used to be the shit dude mm-hmm. like we would do stuff with like god like athletic buildings guys like we would just send an opt-in and like i get three thousand emails like instantly and now it's like if I got three emails organically, it would be like a lot. So like, right. have you guys felt that shift or like had moments where like, man, this is not going as great as it used to be, whether it be financially or just like the process of it? Absolutely. Um, I feel like every business has their ups and downs. I feel like we felt it the most maybe recently, 2017, there was like a huge shift in YouTube. I remember that, yeah. The huge space like um, with the, not only the algorithm, but the things that they were pushing and didn't want to push anymore. It was scary, but that's where you have to kind of be smart too with your money, you know. Um, Luckily, you shouldn't be just spending and blowing all of your money. You should save and invest wisely for... Like a normal responsible adult. And and have a cushion there for when times like that do happen. Um, And I think just with us having kids too, it kind of forced us to prepare us 
for those dips. But for the most part, what no, would you say? No, I would say the, the biggest thing, that's kind of lends ourselves to having eight channels. Like, mm-hmm. you have to evolve. A lot of people are super scared to change and do drastic changes. Because right? they're afraid of, hey, if I'm a fitness person, I can't talk about finance right. or kids or, or something. And the reality else, is... And can't. you put yourself in a box. So we definitely, as a family, have never put ourselves in a box. And it's been very uncomfortable, especially me from the beginning, because I started off one way. I came in, like, banging my chest. Like, I've been doing this way longer than you. And she's like, man, we need to make a gaming channel. I was like, what? For people who watch me play games? And so I've had to fight through all those, like, prideful moments mm-hmm. of being like, no, it's my way. And, you know, pride, that'll make you we're dudes, we're go to zero, yeah. right? For sure. So definitely being able to evolve and not being, like, stuck into a, a certain zone. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so you guys, and that's what we talked about a little before off camera, like somebody who has, if it's just a fitness channel or just a food channel or just whatever, and YouTube decides to change something or give something less or more love, right. that's where those people are. If that's your only revenue stream, you're kind of screwed, for Absolutely. lack of a better word. Right. Where you guys basically would just shift and change gears and put more stuff into one channel than the right. other. Yeah. And it's already been sitting there waiting for us. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, for you guys, without this, like, what would you be doing? Like, if YouTube didn't exist... Like, if it never even happened, like, you'd oh, probably just be working, like, happened. a normal job. Or if it went away tomorrow, I guess. I would probably be in the management field still. What about I would you? be suffering at a bank somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be, like... Just eating shit, doing yeah, whatever. Yeah, to kill myself. By. Yeah. But yeah. now, I feel like we would... The only other thing we would do, if it was to go away now... Well, you, do, you would just shift... Because it's so much video... Well, there's so much video now, though, too. Like, you would just shift the platform. If exactly. It was IGTV or whatever uh-huh. the next whatever newest thing is similar stuff put my content there as well that's crazy though I can't see myself going back to a 9 to 5 ever I just I can't see it Mm-mm. so even if something shut down okay there's some other great idea that somebody's creating well and I always say too like in I don't know if I always thought I could work for somebody but I'm like eh, but there's probably no way I could do it <laughs> It just would be hard at that point, like to have because when you do, when you wear what you want, do what you want, say what you want for so long, long, it's like you become detached from what that life is. Because my wife does it, and I watch it, and I'm like, it fits her way better than me. I just would be like, fuck that, I'm not gonna do this stuff anymore. But with now with the phones and technology, like we can create so many things that never take control of it. Yeah. So when people out there listening, like, and they they share numbers, like obviously a million plus people on YouTube is a shitload of people, Mm -hmm. like. How does that happen? Just over time being consistent and doing stuff? Or is there anything? Like, did you guys ever run ads for different things to, like, pump the numbers? Or just organically just sharing it, pumping stuff out, and engaging with people? Organic. 100% organic. Um, it happened. I've, I give a lot of credit to my husband because he did start it. And he went viral a lot in the beginning. Um, just because he did, he did comedy, like, raw like edgy not appropriate not appropriate stuff it's very shareable (laughs) yeah Yeah. for sure so he built like three four hundred thousand just from them and then when they found out that he i knocked somebody up it was like man i gotta see who's the crazy woman who got got suckered into this yeah Yeah. who got screwed which blew it up even more because they were so invested like what like he has a family let me see his who's his girlfriend that's crazy though yeah and that's way back right yeah it was way back Cause how how many years ago is that? Uh, Seven, eight. Yeah. You don't see it. That's crazy. I know. That many people. That many years ago. That's insane, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like I mean, back then. I mean, sure, there's people who are big back then, but there can't be, like in two thousand what, 
10, 11, 12? Is there that many people on YouTube no. who are crushing it? There can't no. be. No, he was like, the t it was like 20 people that were really right. well known and he was one of them. So that's why even like if you were to just hop on YouTube now, I say the numbers lie depending on the ones you look at. For sure. um, our numbers are way lower than what they used to be right. years ago. Right. But years ago we were making zero dollars or like not, not a lot. Whereas now, because YouTube is oversaturated, we have a lot less views, but we have reputable brands that work with us because we've built an organic viewership. Right. So right. it's it kind of flip flop. Yeah, that's crazy. So like, you, so back in the day, you would get bigger numbers per video, a because the space is not as packed as it was, right. and now it's less, but you actually make way more money. Yep. Now. Absolutely. And I feel like that's that's a big part of us getting more knowledge mm -hmm. and insight in the business side. Now, certain channels do still do great numbers, but yeah. I'm talking about, like, for this channel in, in particular, it wasn't what it used to be view-wise, mm -hmm. but... Um, well, I'm thankful for all the different channels yeah. that we have, so mm -hmm. we could, you know, kind of move around. Yeah. And if we have other channels that are doing incredible high numbers. For sure. Right. But... It, uh, so I feel like it's, it's, all, it's all helping going toward the same uh, pot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's AdSense revenue, there's sponsorship revenue, there's IG deal revenue, mm -hmm. there's, yeah, yeah, a merch revenue. Hosting. Hosting, hosting revenue yeah. when we get booked for commercials. Right. So there's different streams. And so for these guys listening, if they're social media people, or I mean, everybody's a social media person right. at this point. Everybody's trying to do the same shit. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I don't mean that like, I'm not trying to do what you're doing, Advisor, but we all are. Mm -hmm. We're all vying for attention. Mm -hmm. I don't care attention. in terms of <laughs> likes or numbers. I don't care about the likes or numbers. We care about like, A, how many people can we reach? Can we touch? Can we help? And selfishly, we'll get paid money for that. That's right. what we all do this for at the yeah. end of the day. And to help people, I get that, but it's, it's an economical world. We all have to make money. Right. So, like when when you know that and you guys are doing that, like how does how do you guys go like about it? Like so, if someone out there like is listening, like how do you you listed nineteen ways you make money, but Rogers at home trying to do YouTube, do the big brands just find you randomly? Do you guys ever reach out to people that you like and the stuff they use, and then you come to like an agreement, or how does that? Because I've done it both ways. Mm -hmm. I still have I. Yeah. Um, mainly, they come to us. They find us. Um, PR agencies, you know, they somehow they have a list of family bloggers and they'll reach out or influencers in general and they'll reach out. I personally like it when they reach out to me because I found that whenever I reach out to them, I'm lowballed. For sure. Because they know I want you're, to work You're with reaching them. instead yeah. of exactly. accepting. Yeah. So I prefer and we get 95% of our deals from brands that reach out to us personally. Um, but there are at times where if I really, really like a brand, and I'm like, man, I see them working with so-and-so and they haven't reached out after like a year, then I'll reach out. But I rarely do that because of the fact that I, at the end of the day, I know my worth. I'd rather promote something that I love for free without working with them, how I want to do it, than being lowballed. And doing what they and want, how they want it. For so. a, a certain amount, yeah. For sure, okay. And I would say just for that question you're saying for someone just starting, if you're just starting, like, because I put myself in that place when I first, first started, you got to kind of build your audience first and then the people will come to you. Like, they want to see that you have an audience to sell something to mm -hmm. or to promote something to. So if you're just starting off with zero subscribers, zero traffic, 
you have to just work on just being yourself, doing what you're passionate about, doing something you enjoy, and then get some people to follow you. And then you deal with brands and all that. After. I feel like it's yeah. too early we get to that be thinking about time. brands, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we tell it to the people too. I'm like, when the, and again, I've worked with 30 companies over the past decade. And they're all, a lot of them super nice people. They're great. It's a business. Mm-hmm. They're not reaching out to me because they want to be my fucking friend. Right. They want to make money off me and they know that. So okay, if we pay Jeremy X, can we extract Get three, four, five, ten times that? I think that's for the people listening out there. Like, these companies need to know they can make money off you. Right. right. Like, that's the bottom. And it, it's very cut and dry at right. the end of the day. Right. So if you had to start over again, like from zero tomorrow, like you're just two different people, Rick and Donna, boom, family, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's our shit. Would you do it? I would. If like, you start at zero. From zero, people today. Uh, I wish in, I could see her face. In YouTube. They can't see her face. Right now with <laughs> Yeah, Brick and, and Donna. With it being saying? super saturated right now. Yeah, you're right just, now. you're two randoms. Right you now. just you both work at Wells Fargo. You're yeah. like, fuck it, peace out. We're gonna do YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right, so and you've never made a video. Yet. I personally would not because no, I'm very would. conservative. It was it <laughs> would happen the exact same way it happened. Yeah. I would have to do five years of work for, for, and then she'd be like, All right, where's that big check? Okay, now I got you. Now Wait till you have 400,000 people right. and then you jump on board. <laughs> I was just curious. I asked that question because like, we talk about it here too. Like, Would I start? Because fitness is a window too for us. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm old in fitness, right? So like, I lived through before Instagram and Facebook. And so we made money before that. So we actually have a business that we coach people. Now with the internet, it's different. What I want to start over today from zero. Would you? <sighs> I don't know, man. The size says it's, it all. It's hard, man. Because, because like, I don't want to, like, I still work super hard. Like, I work 100 yeah. hour a week still. I love a lot of it. But it's, and it's still fucking work, dude. But I feel yeah. like it's, like, stealing now. Because I can just do shit now and make money that mm-hmm. never could have happened yeah. seven years ago. And to have to go back and be like, I don't have one blog written. I don't have, because when somebody, here's the thing now. When someone asks a question here, hey, Jeremy, what do you do for X? I have a YouTube video. I have a, a podcast for it. I have a blog for it. And just right. sit and click and drag. And so when we need to generate, we can just do it. Yeah. So I love it, but there's a part of the grind that like nobody loves, dude. Yeah. And it I do, though. I know. I, well, I guess weird. there's certain people that's why yeah. I see it as a challenge. Yeah. Like, there's there's part, Creating like the, it from nothing. Yeah. That's, that's in me. The content creation, I think, is great. It would be if we're doing a service business like we do. Going from like hundreds of clients to, to zero, zero would be hard because you're trying to get Susie to believe you're awesome. Like when I started way back when, Groupon was like the shit, right? Uh-huh. And Living Social. And it, it would do like the one day deals and you get like 300 leads in a day, which back then there is an Instagram. Facebook is not a business thing. Right. So for me to meet 300 people is impossible. I couldn't get Groupon Living Social to give me a deal because I was a piece of shit on the internet. I finally got them to, they would come to your business. And then we signed a deal and I got like 150 leads and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be rich because I'm going to get people just to show up. And like, it would be hard to get that initial 100 people. Now I do have the internet, but there's so much noise in it, Mm -hmm. which I, you just have to be awesome. You got to cut through it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be tough, man. All you have to do is youth get on camera and do all your crazy workouts. That's and it. then they'll bring yeah. over, and over, and yeah. over and over and over and over and you look really young so well it would help too yeah that backwards hat helps too if I you turn the lights down low yeah you know. <laughs> to work on the dark <laughs> like, oh, he's 24 God. it would just be it would be different I, I always ask the question because like you guys have put in so much work and like yeah. to film like I'm assuming like thousands of videos thousands. and, and edited and all the stuff you've had to learn like that would be tough too yeah. for sure and for so sure. for you guys now like how many hours 
are you working on the stuff now, like like each week? In terms of like all of it, like, hey, That's a good question. we're in a film, hey, because you have to actually like do shit. Like your mm-hmm. life is the content. Either yeah. whether you look at it as like we're creating stuff or just documenting is kind of mm-hmm. how we feel here. But you're filming it, you're editing it, you're putting it together, you're, you're brainstorming the ideas. It's, they're full-time jobs, yes. Yeah, sure. So like per week, what do you think? Um, well, me? I would say I work. It sounds- you work more than me, I feel like now. Really? Between Absolutely. all your stuff, so like you're on Instagram, your Facebook, your YouTubing, you're doing fitness stuff, all uh-huh. the, the all the shit. All that. I would say, ten hours a day. Every so, day. Yeah. For sure. What about you? Yeah, mine will be a little bit higher. But, oh, sorry. I was about to get the recording. Hold on, sorry. No worries. I just ask because like a lot of people think it's okay. Hey, it's. You know, I'm on social media, you're just doing whatever, you're going to post a video, and it's like, uh, you did work for an hour and a half, and you're done for the day. No. No. It's not that. Sorry about that, guys. No, I was going to say, mine will be, if hers is 10, mine will be a little bit more, because I have to watch it, I have to edit it, I have to clean it up and kind of render it, and all that time is uh, factored in as well. But that's not every single day, because I do have days where I don't do really much that, of anything that's rare <laughs> yeah because you do your fitness and so like when you guys are getting like comments on the videos and stuff you're commenting on those you're engaging mm-hmm. with the people all the i long. am i'm I in don't. charge of that he doesn't read comments read comments no nope that's all your stuff yeah. that's, that's my recommendation for all the new people and i know that's probably like unrealistic but in order for you to stay focused and not get distracted by people's opinions it could throw you off because i get super triggered by certain comments and then I'll react so you like take it personal so someone like comments on your page like your videos suck yeah and I I think it'll come out in an angry way and it'll mess up my my content for the next videos I will make a point to would you do comment back to them if they like do you you guys get visceral stuff like people oh yeah we've gotten everything everything Everything. under the sun on your family shit everything people hate on your family stuff oh yeah like what are they like what's uh, do you have like one or two examples the way we parent our kids um, oh shit yeah. yeah the way our kids look before we were married what yeah, yeah. the way they look yeah. like how they dress or something everything. or just how they physically look just how they everything everything no matter what like how can you can't it's really change, internet you can't bro. really change that I know. Yeah. look how they look I know no but yeah. I'm just I'm, I just know over all these years I know what works for me and I know I don't produce my best self when I take in uh, random people in Idaho you know I can't. I can't take in people's uh, words. But I don't care as much. No. And I, you reply to the comments. Yeah. Even the shitty ones. Yeah. Sometimes. And Nicely. Just, yeah. Hey, no, I can't do that. I just. I was because obviously, like, we've like the men's health in terms of what we've done on Facebook is probably like a page of, like thirteen million people or something. That's by far the most visceral shit. Bodybuilding.com used to be bad back in the day, but men's health is the worst. Like, they'll pick apart your how you're. I mean, for everything from your body looks like shit. That's yeah. one. No, I get to that individual lot. body parts, you're fucking trash. <laughs> And then when I when I'm on camera, like you're talking, right? So I'm like, I'm like, I'll say, hey, all right, set number one. Like, why is he moving his hands like this? I'm like, what, what do you want me to do? Be a robot at my side? Like, but they'll pick your shit apart pick so much. And I'm okay with it. Like, I always look at it like maybe just because I'm an asshole. But I'm like, I'm on this platform. You know my name. You're watching me. I don't know who you are, Roger. Yeah. If you're so fucking great, why don't you come up here? But you can't. You know. So, but I will say it when I was younger. You do read it, and if you have any, like a chink in your armor, like if you don't have super thick skin, and someone right. says like your chest looks like shit, and you even think that a little bit about yourself, right. it fucks your brain up. Oh right. yeah. Right. And I just I was curious, like I'm sure because you guys have so many people, but I didn't know they would 
pick on like your kids and like normal oh, shit. Everything, kids, yeah. parenting, Men's parents, parents, us. Wants to die, everything. Someone just yeah. told me I posted a story and someone was like, "Get off social media and get a degree, bitch." Really? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." You should be like, "I have a degree." I did. That's I said, crazy. "I have a degree, babe." What do you mean? That's so gnarly, man. I didn't think like I wouldn't think. I guess I. It's the world, you know. The world is what hit anything. Yeah. Right. That's why for anybody listening out there, my advice like. Just do what you want, right. when you want, and post what you want, because there, even if you do like a wholesome family thing, or it people will matter. hate you either way. Either the example way, of no. that. It doesn't matter. And, and that's fitness, that's one of the things that held me back for all these years, honestly, because it used to get to me a lot. It gets me, anybody, though. I'm not lean enough. Like, just the fact that I'm not shredded and ripped, uh, I apparently... You're working out for nothing. Like, yeah, I'm just... Where are your results? Yeah, like they want me to oh, starve no, dude, myself. Yeah, no, it's... The fitness space is bad, dude. You have to be... It doesn't even matter. Like, you can be... You can be, like, the, the most ripped, shredded version of anybody. And, I mean, shit. I, I've been, like, the leanest I've ever been, and people will still... Pick, either that, it's like you're not muscular enough, or you're too ripped, or you're too skinny, or mm -hmm. too whatever. I'm like, mm -hmm. you can't win. Or we'll do things here, and the people will critique the movement patterns. Now... I'm not saying like I'm the greatest athlete ever, but I've been doing this my whole fucking life. Like I don't do things I don't know how to do right. in, in life at all, especially in here. Like we're doing things and people are, they're so married to ideals and they'll crush you for it. And so, yeah, I know the fitness space is probably way worse than, and the bigger your stuff gets in that, only the worse it will be well, for yeah. sure. That's crazy, dude. Well, luckily I'm very, I have thick skin now because we've been doing it for so long. We've heard everything under the sun, so. And you have to know that too. And I say this, especially in fitness, like. I've seen, and fitness is a different ecosystem for sure. There's so much fuckery that goes around, like so much, especially when you understand movement in the body and you've been doing it. Like I was in this before you could make money in it, like mm -hmm. to actually train people. And like before you could be what I call fake famous on the internet. Mm -hmm. And when you understand movement and you see all the horse shit that goes on, I've never once commented on a video. Never once have I messaged somebody and said, hey, man, your stuff looks like trash because the real right. people would never do that to you. Right. So right. just know like when you read it, they're not real people doing that. Right. They're right. people who have – I always look at it as like there's something wrong in their life that's right. so yeah. bad that they stop their life to comment on my life of what I'm doing on the internet, yep. which is a crazy thing. Right. Every day. That's why I don't read it. And your kids, though, too. That's crazy, bro. And we have the cutest kids ever. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. Man, that's I'll show literally. you a picture of them. It makes me, like, if I ever had a kid, like, not want to put it on the internet. Like, then I would be like, I feel like I don't get mad about myself, but, like, I would get mad if it was, like, right. oh, my yeah. kids Innocent or something. child. Yeah. Uh, that was They're like, fucking kids, dude. Yeah. No, it's, everything's free reign. Oh, <laughs> that's gnarly. Yeah. So, just to this question then we've talked about before, for the people out there who don't really realize, like, they don't think, like... And I don't want to use the term influencer because it's not what you guys do. Like, I think that's a shitty term anyway, even though you do have influence over people. But the terminology I don't care for. If it's a YouTuber, you're basically just entrepreneurs is what it is mm -hmm. in a digital space that really is you're bombed by nothing. And a lot of people still don't understand, like, you can make a ton of money yes. doing this. Mm -hmm. And you guys are proof of that. But just for example, like, could you work a job? And this is for me, too. Like. I have degrees, um, education, so I would teach or do something. I'd make four bucks. I could not, there's nothing I could do in the teaching space that could replicate the amount of revenue we do here. And it's not even fucking close. Now, if I chose to do like finance or be like in a hedge fund, sure, I can do multi, multi millions a year, but I'm probably not smart enough to do that either. So for you guys, is there something you could do that could replace your YouTube money at a, just a normal nine to five job? 
No. For me, no. Because no. nine to five is, is capped off as a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's nothing you could get into where it'd be like, hey, man, I can make the same. I'm not even talking like happiness because obviously you love doing this shit way more. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't even equal the revenue doing no a normal job. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't think a lot of people understand. Like people, some people, oh, they're just on YouTube. No. Mm-mm. Like they're crushing the world on YouTube. Yeah. And living a life that's super fun and lets you right. do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Too. Right. right. And so for you guys, for the people listening, majority of the revenue comes from like the top, if you share like the top four revenue streams or the places. So if it's branding, if it is Google Pay, whatever it is. I would say sponsorships would be number one. And these um, are the people that reach out to you and brand deals. We've worked with a bunch of big box companies. They know Walmart, Procter and Gamble, Crest, Nordic Track. The biggest. A lot of NFL, yeah. a lot of brands. And that's like, is it, so people listening, it's product placement or just you guys using the stuff that you normally use and you just have some kind of deal with them? Both. Yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, we don't like to promote things that we don't use. So Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, sell out, right sellouts, it. yeah. Right. Well, oh, no, all of a sudden you like you show up like, if I drove, and I always harp on this, I'm a, like a debt-free guy. I don't take loans. Yeah. I don't believe in it. I'm just like, I'm a Dave do Ramsey dude. Yeah. So I still drive a 2008 Honda Accord, and I talk awesome. about it all the time. If I pull up here in a Ferrari, now I'm an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do that, you know, because now I'm fake, though. Right. So you guys are the same way, so I get that. So the, the big brand stuff is where the revenue comes in. Where else do you guys make money? AdSense. So the commercials that uh, people see before YouTube videos actually plays, like the commercials. Like the pre-roll. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and you don't, they, they just stick those on there, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you yes. get to pick them? No, no. We you get can, to pick the timestamps. You can pick the timestamps. We don't get to pick what the advertisement is. Right. And it's worth the money, though, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those are the two biggest, probably? Um, and then hosting. Well, what is that? Sometimes we are flown out to places to you know do meet and greets or just to represent the brand so it's similar to brand deals but i have them in a different right sector no we like live events and stuff like where right. we show up we do our thing and then they basically put us up and yeah so right. they'll pay us to go on vacation and document it things right. like that which is a family sweet. road trip which mm-hmm. is pretty sweet where's yeah. like a cool place you've been we recently went one. to Wyoming um, a month or two ago, two months ago. For Chrysler. We went to Wyoming for Chrysler, and we did That'd a cool. family vacation. Um, they wanted us to take the Chrysler Pacifico, which actually is honestly like the best minivan ever. Yeah. Not this is. How many kids do you guys have? Two. two. Okay. Yeah, that two and done. Yeah, one girl. <laughs> but I say that, but my girl here, Monica, and I need to show the story really quick. She had two kids. Caleb's ten, minus five. Curtis had a vasectomy just had their third kid wow Wow. i forget how what it is like one in two thousand or something it happens i don't know if like if it just heals together or there's maybe just some juice left in there that's crazy (laughs) yeah that's awesome Uh uh-huh yeah that's like a miracle it was meant to be for sure yeah she was having a panic attack when she told me but now she's cool but i would imagine so maybe not maybe not anyway well yeah so we went to wyoming recently jackson hole so beautiful we went to yellowstone and then after that we went to utah we went to vegas and Pretty I don't much know. drove all the way down yeah. and yeah. took as much time as we needed and just mm-hmm. filmed our road trip. Yeah. And they just pay for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then pay you for it, obviously, right. too, which yeah. is tight. Right. Yeah. That's pretty sick, man. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Beats a normal nine to five job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. Yeah. Take a vacation. So, your advice to uh, like the people out there, if they're, in just in general, if they want to jump into your, because YouTube is your guys' jam. You do the other stuff, too. Everybody does. But, like, some people are great on Instagram, but not YouTube. Some people, right. and everything. Some people podcast, right. and they may just have the other tributaries. Yeah. Right. If they want to jump into the YouTube game, like what's the 
They're going to start today. What do you tell them? They need to go in doing what they love to do genuinely. That they would do for free. That they would do for free. Because right. they're going to do it for free. Right. Right. For a long time. Right. right. Um, because of the new requirements. Yeah, the new requirements. So many views, so many subscribers before they give you ads or money. Mm-hmm. They, oh, sure. Uh, yeah. They, they're cutting off a lot of people that's flooding in from all the news stories and what is like? Ryan. What is the baseline? Do you know or no? Uh, right now, it's not. A, it's not even that much. It's a thousand subscribers. That's right a now. lot, babe. Because ours has been around forever, and I think ours is like in the teens, maybe fifteen thousand or something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah. And that's just because like I'm, we've done eight hundred videos forever right. and just pumped them out. But because right. my young kid here does those shit all day, it vlogs it. I mean, uh, he lives on it. It's really creepy. And again, I think it's. It's what you kids do, right? Yeah, stop calling us creepy. <laughs> but, well, it's like when you're at the, you're at, Spr- at Sprouts and someone's like talking to him, like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. But again, like when you're making money, like respect. Yeah. But I think he he told me the number the other day. It was like it wasn't a lot. It was like a hundred, maybe two hundred people. Oh, okay. Which to me, to the world, hears that and they're like, "Oh, it's only two hundred people." And the way I always look at it is like when you're getting someone to buy something from you. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: where we sell stuff online for you know two, three, four hundred bucks. And when I first started, I'm like, why aren't we selling more shit? I'm like, I'm awesome. People should buy stuff from me. And then I thought, I'm like, when's the last time that I gave somebody 200 bucks I've never met, talked to, or had a relationship yeah. with? Right. It doesn't fucking happen. Right. Yeah. But yet I'm asking that of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so to get 200 p- random humans on the planet to watch you do shit right. yeah. is a lot, I think. That's why I said yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So I guess spoiled. Yeah. Well, you she came into it. At, you came into it at 400, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not 400, 400,000. <laughs> I'm saying, if we had to start at zero yeah, to get to a thousand, that, that that's, a, that's a high number for YouTube's requirement now. And, and for, that's, the, that's the hardest part to get is the first... But they don't yeah, make it just subscribers. They make it views, too. too. And then there's like, I think it's 4,600 watch hours. Yeah, so... It's not that you have to have subscribers. You gotta so you're going to do it for watch. free for a minute either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to be approved. So then they're going to yeah. take That's time just for the application going process. through the application. And then once they submit it, that's going to take two or three weeks. Which I like. They want. I, I think. Events out yeah, a lot yeah. of You're already in, bro. New people. Yeah. <laughs> of course you like it. You're already in the game. I mean, you're an OG in the thing. You're like, oh, that's how I want it. You're a grandfather then. Just interesting. Just to ask. Yeah. <laughs> So for them, best practices that you would tell them is, A, just find something you love to do. And we say this all the time, that you would do for free. Because really, you're not going to make shit up front. And you may never. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, like, you have to. And even if it's a passion project and it turns into some awesome shit, right. that's cool, yeah. too. Right. But you just tell them, hey, pump out stuff on a schedule they can handle, obviously. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it sounds not, it sounds pretty basic, but it's the truth. I know so many people that will try to hop on trends really fast to try and do it, and they always stop. They never... They don't love it. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So you really have to enjoy what you do, or else you will stop. It Like, it's a lot of work. Right. You're going to have to love it. Right. And so, like, in terms of video quality and stuff, does it matter at first? I no. say it doesn't matter. No, no. Anything. A I lot agree. of people get sucked into, oh, I have to have a nice camera. You know, you can just use your iPhone. Yeah. You know, it, it's all about being consistent. Because that, those are the videos at the beginning that you want to look back on and laugh and oh, be like, man, look how far I've come. You don't want to start off with like drones and oh, a no. cameraman. We just did yesterday, uh, BJ Gadur sent me a video. Um, we've been in the game forever. His was from 09, mine was from 2011. I'm so terrible. Like on camera, and the video right. quality is horseshit. I mean, the, my actress, I'm just the worst ever. And I'm like, I'm glad this exists though, to show somebody, hey, right. when you suck shit, Ten years later, you can be awesome. Right. But without those, it's like there is no origin story. And I think for most right. people, that's what sells it is your guys' story. Right. Yep. If you weren't this, 
you're just two pe- two parents. Like it's not really that cool. Yeah. Right. And even now to this day, we've seen. I mean, we put out great, awesome content, and then sometimes we won't put much work into the editing or the effects or the filters, and it'll like they, blow they, up. It's like they can relate to it. It's more every. It's more comfortable for them. It's real. It's not like edit it over their head like oh I'm watching a movie yeah. you know it's something that they feel like they can do like oh man unedited like me he's flopping the camera around like not mm-hmm. professional people like that it gives them a sense of like it's wrong you know, yeah. yeah well and you're accessible too compared right, to some other people right and so how much of your stuff like do you make some of the videos obviously they're super clean they're crispy and some of them are just like eh like half and half or does it depend I'm sure all of your stuff looks good. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I don't feel like we do really raw stuff anymore. It's been a, a while since we've done like really raw from the beginning. Yeah. I would say Levine Life, though, is pretty raw. I mean, yeah. our, we have a regular vlog camera, this. Yeah. Flip it, and we don't really do anything fancy with that. Yeah. So. Then just load it up, title yeah. it, tag it, do right. your normal shit. Right. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yep. You're good to go. Yeah. Nice, dude. All right, so before I don't want to get you guys go before this, uh, your breast implant stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's share that story just because these guys will switch gears here because they haven't heard it. So you got breast implants at some point. Yes. What year was that? Um, 2009. So I had them in for nine years. And you just got them because you're like, this is going to be... I was heavily influenced by the fitness industry. I was in the gym all the time. All of the girls had them at that time I was considering like competing and my trainers were like yeah all you need is like boobs and I was like yeah you're no right shit. so the people you work with are like saying you should they weren't telling you to do it but they're saying they hey telling me, you'd but place better if you looked yeah they were telling me just how everyone that competes has a boob that's job that's fucking crazy and I was like yeah you know what I feel like that's the only thing I'm missing and within like two weeks I had the consultation and before you know it I had implants in and so how long before you felt not normal I would say it was actually pretty looking back now I didn't know that was the cause but I started getting sick pretty soon after maybe about a year after they were put in Um, I would get sick I'd say three to four times a year where I'd have to go to the ER Um, but I never go to the ER three times a year Mm mm-hmm dude what yeah. the fuck, man? That's and, not normal. No, and right. that led all the way up to me. So what? I I thought that I just had like a really low immune system. I was like, you know, it's okay. And it would only last for like three or four days. And so I'd go to only the ER. Yeah. A year. Yeah. And I would get an IV and they'd give me the the medicine where you will stop vomiting. Anti-nausea. Yeah. So and, you'd be puking. Yeah. No shit. And no, dizzy. She'd be, she'd be in bed. That's, like couldn't out do of much. Um, every year I, I just and it was like clockwork and I just put up with it I was just like oh I just have a weak immune system like everything's coming back normal so it's just what I gotta live with and I was okay with it up until and your blood work looked fine yes up until a, what up until Last August year. of 2018 is when it started going downhill really fast and my white blood cell count and still everything came back normal Besides my white blood cell count, it would be really high, then drop really low, and then go really high and drop really low. They tested me for all the autoimmune diseases. Everything came back normal. No shit. And they said, you're just, you know, you're depressed. 
and they wanted to put me on um, antidepressants, What's which I, I knew I was not depressed because yeah. I... Cause, I'm not trying to brag. I lived like a great life. I'm very. I was. Very and when you happy. felt good, you felt good. right. Great. Yeah. Always working. Yeah. But so, I think the thing they they play on is the fact that being sick so much kind of made her depressed. Oh yeah. So it's like it's it's misleading. But it's like no, it makes sense. If you're sick all the time, you feel like shit. Right. Yeah. But they're saying, oh, you're sick because you're just depressed. depressed. But no, I'm depressed because I'm sick. Yeah. You know that makes sense. So the symptoms: you're nauseous, you're puking, anything Nausea, else. Nausea. Uh, Vertigo, I would pass really? out. The worst. She couldn't dude. drive in the car. I couldn't drive in the car. I couldn't even. You get dizzy. I would get dizzy every single time. Every single time, whether it's a five-minute drive or a twenty-minute drive, I would have to close my eyes, and blast music, and like just like hum to myself, like every single whether I'm going up the street or not. Um, vomiting, fever. I would get fevers on and off. Cold sweats. Um, Sharp shooting, sharp pains. shooting pains in my head. Those were the scariest. Those were scary. I went to the ER several times, and they sent me fat bills just for them to say nothing's wrong. And so, when at what point do you think like maybe it's my breast implants? Uh, I saw a holistic doctor. Um, it's a holistic doctor who our son actually has autism. He's very high functioning. Um, he wasn't at first. He was very. He was diagnosed moderate. We saw a world-renowned holistic doctor, and he helped our son a lot over the last like three years um, to where he is, where he's at now. He's very expensive, and so we we're like, you know, what? we're spending all this money on just all these results that are coming back normal. Let's see him for you. And um, so we made an appointment. He didn't know I had implants. I didn't say anything. Um, he ran. He did some tests, and he said your lymphatic system's blocked and he said you're you have like you're suffering from silicone toxicity and then that's when he asked me he was like do you have breast implants and i said yes and he was like you need to get them out right away no shit that's crazy yeah and so how soon after do you get them taken out um i saw him in december i got them out march 1st because it's a process to get them out right yeah so i was on a waiting list um I saw Dr. Chun in Newport Beach. He's like the top explant surgeon. So he had a wait list. I was actually supposed to have him in right now still. Till October. My original date. That was a due date. So you're like sick as fuck. And they're just like, because people don't do it as... I mean, you could get breast implants probably like in two weeks. Right. Yeah. But you can't get them out. Or take them out. And it costs double and triple to take them out. Mm -hmm. What? That's insane. Well, if you go with a... I went with a really I, good doctor. It's your body, I would assume that was probably the yeah. right choice. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. Dude. So I was supposed to have them in until October 8th or October 10th. That was my date. And then they had a last-minute cancellation. They called me two days, uh, like February 27th. They're like, can you come in March 1st? And we're like, yep. We actually had a deal to go to London, and we canceled to take that spot. But I, and, and that's an example of why we are thankful for our job. Because for sure. when people, someone just had a cold or something, a flu. And they, so couldn't they couldn't have their surgery. do surgery for that day. And so we have the ability to just pick up and just go. Mm-hmm. Where normal people are never stuck. Right, right. So That's we crazy. Uh, I'm thankful for that, you know. Yeah. So we drove and we stayed out there for a week and, you know. Got them out. Right. Yeah. And how do you feel now? Amazing. Like how, how soon after do you start to feel like a normal human? You know what's crazy? As soon as you 
get out of surgery. What? Yeah, that I mean, quick. And yeah. I recorded the whole thing. We documented. I saw like a thing. clip of it on your Instagram. It wasn't long ago. Um, it was. It was, well, it was March. It was yeah, because I saw like a, either you had like a clip or a video or something on there. I don't watch the whole thing, but yeah, that's gnarly, dude. Yeah, I mean, on my eyes, it was crazy insane. I was, it, they were really like brown and red and just, they looked irritated all the time. As soon as I, w- I was out of surgery, even at, with the drugs in me, I'm loopy. It was white, bright. My eyes didn't burn anymore. I had blurry vision when I had them in. Like I, I was, I couldn't breathe. I was shortness having, sh- yeah, shortness of breath. I mean, I had over like 30 symptoms. That's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. From breast implants. No, we had some really dark times. I mean, I, we had to. Um, you had to think like you're dying or something. No, probably, we right? we got our wills and trust, made sure it was like updated and. Because you thought you were gonna drop dead. Mm-hmm. No, no shit. Mm-hmm. That's no, crazy. Like, middle, I, at nighttime, she would just cry like in pain, and I used to have to sit there and like. Like what the fuck? Help, help us! I'm like, with, I took you to the emergency room yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So. It was, it was very dark very very dark that's like, crazy man I was out of the gym I, I couldn't work out I was for sleeping months. 16 17 hours a day that's the biggest thing fatigue like she couldn't do nothing could not get out of bed without if I did I was throwing up that's insane dude we had nur- we had the point where we had nurses just come to our house to administer IVs to me and so the guy who takes him out he's just like yeah this happens all the time that's all he does that's all he does that's all he does and yeah, it's, he says 80, 80% of his clients feel better after. Because, you know, you never know. Some people think it's maybe their implants. It could be anything. It could be yeah. anything. Right. But he says like 80 or 85% of um, the women that are pretty sure it's their implants, they feel better after. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously you're probably like an advocate to not do them at this point, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. Like if some woman's like, hey, comes to you and says, hey, I'm thinking about doing it. What are your two cents? You're like, fuck no. Yes, absolutely. I would not encourage or recommend. Unless you want to just be in pain and spend up a whole bunch of money. <laughs> or like, or play the odds. You may be the or, one person who right. like, do it doesn't. Shoot. Yeah, I know tons of But it feels that... like it's a real invasive thing to like take a crap. Because like, A, you have to have the surgery just to put them in, mm-hmm. heal, recover, and then. And then update them every year. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing. Girls don't think they have to update them. They're not a lifetime, lifetime device. Mm-hmm. They're only supposed to be there for five to ten years. And then you they have, have to, to change them. New ones in. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're tires. You gotta rotate. What? I never knew that life. either. No? no, they're not for life. Dude, yeah. I'm a dude. I'm from oh, the yeah, Midwest, sure. bro. They're for life. <laughs> Nobody has breast implants in the Midwest. It's Minnesota, dude. <laughs> that's crazy. No, yeah. they're not lifetime. That's, that's in the fine print when you sign for surgery. It's like you it's just, not. Yeah. For what does a breast implants cost? Like ten grand, fifteen grand? Um, to put them in. Oh, it depends on the. I I got the gummies, the popular kind, and so it was nine thousand yeah. for mine. But you can get them as cheap as like four forty five hundred or. 5, How much 000. was to take out though? To take out, I mean, with the trip, the surgery, everything, it was close to twenty thousand dollars. That's cash. a real deal. So otherwise, you're doing it basically. If you're doing ten G's, it'll go up over time, obviously, like anything. Yeah. So it's like you're doing every five to ten years, ten mm-hmm. grand, ten grand, ten grand, yeah. ten grand. That many surgeries though, too. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. Until and you're, you're under, like in your 80s. That's you know, like eight pair. And then when you don't want them anymore, you got to, you know, factor in your skin. your skin elasticity. I mean, I was lucky. 
thankfully I don't have like they just went back down to normal. normal yeah. Yeah, but I mean I don't have much to work with now. If you d did have something, I'd assume it yeah. would probably. Especially if they were like you got huge right. and you were like not. Oh yeah. Be like this. Yeah. Right. Kind of deflated balloon. Right. Thing. Yeah. That's crazy, right. dude. You got to think about all that. Right. Is Man. it worth it? I never knew that. Yep. So yeah, your advice to women would be like, just don't. I wouldn't. It's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. Honestly, I don't know. I feel like I look way better now than I did with implants. It's funny because people always are like, dang, D, you got a butt now. And it's like, no, it's been there. It's just yeah. when I had implants, nothing really stood out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. I had to ask because a lot of people are, come through our space and we've had other people share the same stories where it's like they just the fatigue, the normal stuff. Mm -hmm. I wonder how common it is, though. Like, it has to happen. Obviously, if this is a, all this dude does. He's in Newport Beach. He's crushing it. So yeah. right. clearly right. there's a need well, for it. Yeah, more and more women. I mean, I get DMs to this day, every single day, ever since I posted about it, of women like crying and like in pain saying, oh, like, thank you so much, or I'm going to get it done, or some women that are suffering and know that it's their implants, but don't have the you finances to, because so. insurance Because that's on it. you. That's right. 20 insurance G's straight up. Yeah. And that's not something that's laying around. You know? No, most people don't have right. 2000 bucks. Yeah. I mean, if you go local, you can probably get them for eight to 10000 but we traveled, so that's included. And, in, you know. Yeah, but if you're going to, like, have somebody do it, you want it right. Right. To make sure there's not, like, I guess. Because there's, there's a wrong right. way to do it, because they have ones where it's just outpatient, where they just they take the bag out, local anesthesia while you're awake. Mm -hmm. What? And they just. You're awake? Are yes. you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yes, no, they so just numb that. They just area. numb it and just, they take it out, but they're leaving in the, the scar tissue. Because yeah. scar tissue is the same thing as having an implant. Well, that's what I'm saying. If stuff is leaking or coming into your body right. or yeah. certain things, like. So you got to take it all out. Like, yeah. I'm still kind of actually numb because they go to your rib cage and right here. Yeah, and I'm numb. A little part in my back is still numb. And it's going to. So I'm still technically healing, but. It takes a year to heal. That's mm -hmm. what it says. That's crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. Completely, yeah. And you guys filmed the whole thing? Yep. The entire thing. On YouTube? Yep. Yes. That's gnarly. And it helps a lot of women. So that's why yeah. we really did it. Like you said, you want to do things to help people. Well, you're a voice now for the people. Because when they go on well, search, YouTube, right. you right. probably pop up. I'm sure there's a bunch of people who do, but right. you got to yeah. be like one of the... Yeah, I'm I'm up there. I'm definitely one of like the right. top four or five. I'd be happy to be that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a cool thing. That's crazy. I'll link, shoot me the link to it. We'll put it in the show notes. I know yeah. you guys can listen to it, watch it. I'll share all your YouTube stuff too. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys are working on? Any new stuff? Anything coming out you want to share with these guys? Um, no, life? I'm just, I'm excited to do a workout with you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. The fitness, <laughs> the fitness shit's easy. He's <laughs> like the fitness pro. I'm like. That's simple, dude. We can do that. I'm um, staying out of that one. So where can, uh, where can these guys find you if they're going to like stalk you and be creeps of yours too? Um, you can find us on YouTube at The Levine Life. Let me spell L-A-V-I-G-N-E. Yes. Life. Or on Instagram, at The Levine Life. Um, and your and fitness one? my fitness IG, at Queen D Fitness. It's D-E-E. -E and you guys have like a website or something? No. No. Mm -hmm. Our website's YouTube. Yeah. I mean, we it. did have a, a oh, website, shit. but yeah. It does. Yours stuff is so different than how we do it, too. Yeah. Which is cool. It's interesting right. to hear that you can crush it, make a shit ton of money, and not even have a website. Right. Yeah. Right. 2019, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. Awesome stuff, dude. Yeah, no, that's all good. I like that. I'll have a ton of questions for you, too. So, my yeah. young kid, he'll probably. 
I'll tell him not to harass you because he just he lives on YouTube and he watches all this <laughs> weird shit. But anyways, um, no, you guys, that's the golden, you guys. I love it. Um, I'll link all the stuff in the show notes. Um, you guys will have access to their stuff. I'll share it on the blog. If you guys are listening, it is September 27th. I'll share this uh, via email sometime mid-October. You guys will get it. Um, if you guys are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And again, make sure you guys give these guys a follow. Um, they're the real deal. They're doing it, living an entrepreneurial life, making money, not living a nine-to-five, basically just crushing YouTube, which, man, what an amazing fucking time to be alive, dude. 2019, man. It's insane. It so thank you, guys. Um, thank you for having awesome. us, man. Thank I appreciate so it, and uh, we'll get some fitness in here in a second. So if you guys are listening, thank you. Um, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. <laughs>